What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Apogee Fitness Podcast, coming to you from the Apogee Therapy Center Recording Studio. My name is David Carter. And I am Kevin Harrington. How Kevin, are you? Kevin, I'm doing well. Yes, yes, you're doing well. The, uh, the weather. I still don't like it. Really? Why? It's getting better. It's getting better. Okay. Last night was good. In what way is it getting better? As in it's getting cooler? Yes. yes. So you don't like 70 degree weather? No, I don't mind 70 degree weather. I don't. I just uh-huh. don't want to feel like I'm wearing a sweater in the summer. In the summer. Well, we're not in the summer. We're, we're not in the summer. In no, I know. Still can be a little hot. The first day of fall was this week, right? Pretty sure it was. You ever heard of Indian summer? No. Enlighten me. We get that a lot in the South. Oh, is that where the heat comes back? Yes. Yeah. For like about two or three weeks. Yeah. I did see next week it's supposed to be back up in the 80s. Yep. There you go. Indian yeah. summer for you. That's all right. I'm cool with the 80s. Just as long as we're done with the 90s, I'm good. I just don't like the humidity. Yeah. I was working out last night and we had the garages open over at Crash. Yeah. And there was some nice airflow and it felt great. But yeah, I feel like if I could keep it at the 70s, Forever. How many people? I were need in to that? move to California. That's where. That's where it's at. It's like constantly in the seventies. How many like, people were in the room at the time? There was a lot of people in the room. Really? Yeah. And it still felt cool. Felt great. Wow. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, um, I'm feeling kind of outnumbered today because I think I'm the only person here who's not from the Electric City. <laughs> well, it's a great place to be from. I'll tell yeah. You that much. Yeah. All right. Cool. We've got two special guests today. We have Caden Myers. And Colin Leonard. What's up, dudes? How you doing? Doing good. Thanks for making the trek up to Greenville. Well, I mean, Kevin does it every week, so he's... Yeah, I do it every week. <laughs> Colin, has anybody ever told you you look like a muscular version of Van Gogh? I have heard and I've seen, yes. Yeah. It gets I, related I, a lot. I can see it. Yeah. I like Van Gogh, so, you know. I'll decide to keep my ear, though. I, I don't blame you. <laughs> I would, too. How's it feel to be electrified while you're talking in that microphone right now? It's good. It's kind of like a good little sensory deprivation <laughs> area that we're in right now. I like this. <laughs> yeah. So before we got started on the podcast, Colin stopped by a little bit earlier and we did a little dry needling. Now he's getting some east stem right on that hamstring while he's talking. So if we, if he seems like he's kind of messing up, we'll just kind of crank it down a little bit or crank it up. But uh, let's get right into it. Uh, Colin, let's start with you, man. First podcast? First podcast. Cool. Yeah. We there haven't we done that in a we while. Had, we haven't been able we to haven't do had, it. Yeah. yeah. And it's yeah. nice to have somebody new in here. So, Caden, first podcast? Yes, it is. Fantastic. You get two on the same time. Wow. <laughs> wow. Lucky night. Lucky <laughs> night. All right, dude. So, let's start with Colin. Um, since you're older and wiser, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, you know you're from Anderson, or at least that's where you live right now. Tell us about your upbringing, where you're from, where you were raised, if it was Anderson. What kind of family life did you have growing up? All right, yeah, so born in, basically born in Ohio, Columbus, Ohio, moved with family to Lafayette, Indiana when I was super young and basically grew up through high school there. And so played all sports, everything you can imagine, you name it, probably tried it at least for a season. From there, decided that I wanted to play collegiate football, so found some teams, came down, walked onto the football team at Clemson, then turned into a three-year long snapping starter before I graduated and then just stayed in the area. Just love the area. So many long snappers from Clemson in my life right now because we just hired a kid, Tyler Brown. He okay. just graduated. He was a long snapper over there. One of my good friends, Sam Van Giesen, he was a long snapper uh, probably back in, what, maybe 2015? Right. Era, yeah, right around so there. I, know, I know Sam. So you I actually Sam? helped teach Sam 
through a couple long snapping counts. Really? And then that'd be four coming up. And Sam helped Tyler. That's hilarious. Yeah. I right. got a friend of mine whose son is a long snapper. He's actually he's a senior this year. He's at um what is the Ram it's not Westside Rams, it's uh what are the Rams up here in Greenville? Uh, on Simpsonville. Hillcrest? Hillcrest. He's our long snapper. And he's he's being recruited. Really? He's, he's good. He's fast. I mean, I, I don't know what, you know, I don't know what the, from the time you snap it to the time it hits a target. But, I mean, he's gone to, like, all those, like, pre-college camps and everything. And he's come away with, like, first and seconds and stuff. So, it's amazing. Were you a long snapper in high school? Yeah. So, I started long snapping in high school and then just met up with a guy that basically was a specialist for that position. And then essentially he helped me get in the college and recruiting process and find schools that just need them. And then when I was in college, I actually turned over and helped him start coaching some of the camps. So with that, basically it turned into collegiate career. Then after graduating, it was just help him out, see if we can't get more kids into college. So how do you ex explain the position for, from one standpoint? You're going to long snap it back to the placeholder and then they're going to, or whoever's kicking the ball apparently. Does it never run in your mind that as soon as I let go of this ball, I've got to get my hands up really quick or I'm going to get run over? Oh, absolutely. It's one of those where it's the loneliest position on the field mm -hmm. because you mess up and everybody knows your name. Mm. But you do your job, nobody has a clue who you are. So it's one of the weirdest kind of places to be on the football field because it is so specialized that not a lot of people give it credit for what the skill is. Right. So at the same point, yeah, you're snapping the ball 15 yards, but you've also got two guys over the top of you that you've got to be able to pull up right. to be able to just at least get in front of. But they have protection laws as far as like just if your head's down, you're not allowed to be run over. But as soon as you pull your head up, it's on. You're ready to go. So what was your quickest time from the time you snapped it to the time it got to the target? Uh, punt snaps are one of those ones where basically anything under 0.8 seconds mm. for 15 yards as far as a snap from right. movement to hand on the catch of the punt was considered at least a collegiate level. Mm -hmm. Most people are going to be going faster than that, especially these days. But you're looking anywhere averages 0.7, like pretty much right on it. You just throw it as hard as you can. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So you're a, a high school kid. Is long snapper something that you were like, I want to be a long snapper? Or did the coach say, you're going to be a long snapper? No, it was one of those where you kind of figured out early that there was an opportunity to go play college. And for me, it was like, I want to go play D1. And my skill set for defensive end, I wasn't quite big enough, wasn't fast enough, all that stuff. But if you develop the skill set, as long as you've got some size, you can get into college. Like, you can get into any college you want to as long as you have the skill and the times. And all of a sudden, obviously, everything can catch up. So, with that, that was one where we kind of game plan the system a little bit early. And then once you develop the skill and just start recruiting yourself out, everybody needs one. And then they don't realize how many people they need for it. Yeah. So, how old are you? 36. 36. So at that point in Lafayette, Indiana, did you even know where Clemson was? No, not a clue. So it's funny. <laughs> the knew two things about Clemson. I knew Woody Danzler uh -huh. and I knew the Hill. I had no clue what state Clemson was in, to yeah. be perfectly honest. Even in high school, it was Big Ten area. Right. So we grew up right next door to Purdue. Ohio State's always knocking on your door. Notre Dame is an hour and a half away. So, I mean, it's just middle of Big Ten country. Uh -huh. That's all we knew. Yeah, I mean, same. I mean, even when I moved down here in 2015, I mean, I, at that point, I knew Clemson was in South Carolina, but I couldn't tell you if it was, you know, in the low country, in the upstate. In, I knew it wasn't in Columbia. I, I just didn't know exactly. I had no idea how close I was going to be when I first moved here in 2015 to Clemson. Um, that's cool, man. So, Caden, let's move to you real quick, buddy. All right, so you... 
for people who don't know, are the seventh fittest male on planet Earth currently in the 14 to 15-year-old division. How does that feel? Pretty cool. Yeah? Yeah. All right. So tell me a little bit about yourself when you were growing up. Were you playing sports or was something like CrossFit introduced to you and that you were like, that's going to be my sport? I played baseball for five years. I put, tried plenty of other sports like before that. Mm-hmm. I stuck with baseball for a good bit until I was about like, I think about 10, 11, somewhere in there. We're getting these young kids on here. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. They're I've like, been playing they're sports like, you know, <laughs> since I've been growing up. <laughs> right. And that was you're, like five years ago. You're still growing up. <laughs> no, keep going. Don't let the old guy intrude you. <laughs> I stopped playing baseball and I needed something to keep me busy and do. So we had a friend, so my sister does, she used to dance, mm-hmm. and one of her friends, or whoever, right, she did, she was really big in CrossFit, yeah. and she was like, oh, I should try it. So we fa- she recommended Electric City to us, I'm pretty sure, and we came on, look, or there was someone from my neighborhood, too, that I came with. So it was your little sister's fit. friend that brought you to CrossFit for the first time. My big sister. Your yeah. big sister's friend, okay. But yeah, well, she... Well, she danced up in easily, uh-huh. and she recommended so we just went in. Cool. Yeah. How old were you at that point? Ooh, 11, I think. Colin, do you remember him walking into the gym for the first time? No, not at all. He was jumping into our kid fit class yeah. that we had at the time, uh-huh. and so we would have anywhere from 30 to 35 kids in the Holy class at the same cow. time when we were running this wow. program, and it was a ton of kids. We had five coaches running the thing. Yes. Wow. Just trying to wrangle it. It was a wild time. It was uh-huh. awesome. And so with that, it wasn't that anything was out of the ordinary. It was yeah. like, all right, let's get them in, make sure we got everybody, let's get the program running, and that's really what it was. It, that's cool. They did a, they do an amazing job when they do that because they, they I would go – they came up to Charlotte, I remember distinctly one time, it was a Charlotte throwdown, and they brought every kid they had to just do it. And so I was obviously shooting it, so I, I've shot Caden several times when he was younger, but – you know, you, there's so many kids that I knew exactly where they were from. Mm-hmm. You know, they did the Freedom Games. They, they'd bring a whole bus of kids, it seemed like, down from Anderson to Florence to go do this competition. So that's one of the things that, that Anderson and Electric City are really good at when they have the classes. It's yeah. that they, you know, they bring the kids in and they kind of teach them. That's awesome. So how many days a week were you going then as a kid, as an 11-year-old kid? I think when I started, it was one day a week. Was it like every Wednesday? Yeah, so we started the KidFit program when he started where it was just every Wednesday. Uh-huh. It was just, all right, get in. We're going to teach you some movement. We'll throw a fun workout in there. Then we'll always play a game at the end of it just to yeah. keep the entertainment. It's Don't show up at the gym to expect to work out. Come to the gym just to get moving. Just really is what point. it was. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. How did you guys market that to have that many kids come over? Uh, we had a really good head coach for that. So Kelly Wilson was basically the operations and the brains behind of it. She had a ton of connections. She's got three boys herself, and all of their friends pretty much helped jump on the wagon. And then once that happened, all of a sudden it just kept blowing up. People just kept talking about it, and we just got big. That's awesome. So what did you think about it when you first started? Did you love it? Oh, yeah. I remember, I think the first day I came in with my friend, we played dodgeball. Yeah, pretty classic. Sure. But yeah, it's like the workouts, like we would play like the use cards and do it and they were always fun. And then from there, she kept on doing it more. That's cool. So at what yeah. point did you graduate from the kids class and start going to an adult class? So wasn't it about a year after you did the teens class, right? Mm-hmm. So it was yeah. like, it was, and it wasn't many. It was probably like, what, five, ten of us? Yeah, so we had a group in that original class that had started with us for about four years with the KidFit program. 
that were all getting close to teenagers right at preteen. And I was like, all right, we have five-year-olds, but we've also got 12-year-olds. Let's start separating this out. Mm-hmm. So we basically made like a preteen class. And so with that, he was one of the ones that jumped up with us. And so there may have been a smaller group. So we were like five to 10 that we took from that younger class just to go work more skill-specific. And then in reality, really started working a little bit more weight-specific mm-hmm. as long as the technique was there. So with that, he was in that original group. All right, cool. Yeah. So at that point, did he start separating himself a little bit from the group? Or at that point, was he still just one of the boys? Oh, he was definitely one of the boys still. Yeah. So it was definitely <laughs> one of those where he was in there, everybody was having a good time. Yeah. I mean, it's everybody's like-minded when they come into that, even at that age group. Um, but you can definitely tell discernible differences. And if you do kids long enough as far as just the programming and watching and coaching, you can really tell eight weeks is kind of that barrier to all of a sudden things start to click. Mm-hmm. Then once things start to click, then they can go wherever they want to. So the fact that he was in the program for so long, it was like, okay, things are clicking. Now the weights are really starting to go with it. All right. That's yeah. awesome. Colin, what was your degree in college? Uh, sport management. Okay. All right. All right. So how did you find your way from Clemson to Anderson? And um, when you got done with your football career, were you maintaining like a fit, maintaining your fitness or was CrossFit something you found a little bit after graduating? How did you land in Electric City? Uh, so fitness was still on the realm, but I wouldn't put it anywhere near what I was when I started CrossFit. Like it was, hey, I'm going to still do all my old football workouts. I know all the programming for five years of just being in school. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just going to continue that pattern. And then it's like, hey, you show up to your first CrossFit class, and I got exposed just like almost everybody else does walking in there. Just had no clue. Right. Let me ask you this. Did you try out for any NFL teams after college? Uh, so I had a few people that we were talking to. But yeah. being long snapping, there's 32 spots. 53-man mm-hmm. roster, they keep one. So with mm-hmm. that, they're always just like that first year, hey, we got you on the list. If anything happens, we're going to give you a call. We can help pull you up. But right. besides a few tryouts, that was really it. Hmm. What is the career span or length of a long snapper, like on average in the NFL? So it's wild. There's a few people that when I was coming out, they were getting into their 16th year in the NFL. Wow. And so teams have two ways to play it. It's we can have a career guy who's going to be here forever, or they're going to have the traveling guy where it's one year, gone, next guy, gone, next guy, gone. Just keep the salary cap down. Huh. That's crazy. Just to think about it, you're basically looking backwards through your legs, upside down, throwing a spiral. Think about that. And it's got to be there within at least seven to five seconds. I wonder what separates the guy who's there for 16 years and the the team that continually rotates long snappers out. Like what makes that 16 veteran, 16 year veteran so much more special? Right. Honestly, I think <laughs> it's just a matter of just what the team wants. Yeah. And I mean, if you want that guy that's going to be accountable and has not missed a snap, has not missed a day, has not missed anything. Yeah. It's like, all right, cool. Pay the man. He'll be here forever. Like you won't have a problem. Wow. That's awesome. 60 year old snapper. <laughs> yeah. Salty with a beard. Right. <laughs> Right. You'd have to be, man. Oh, yeah. That's good. All right. So when you found CrossFit, how old were you and which gym were you at when you started? So I started at 27. And then I had a bunch of buddies that I played with that were all into CrossFit. And they were the ones where legitimately you hear the story, especially this is nine and a half years ago. It's like, man, shut up. Like, I don't want to hear it. I don't know what this is. Just stop talking about it. Mm -hmm. And it just kept pestering me. So that almost drove me more away from it than anything. And then my wife was like, hey, there's a new gym that just opened in town. Go try it. Just go try it. I'm like, nah, I don't th- no, I don't think so. And then she finally messaged them for me and it forced me to show up to be like, all right, I'm not ditching on this. Let me just go see what it's about. Saw it and was like, all right, I'm going to give it a try. And after the first day, 
it was like humbled just like everybody again and so after that it's like all right that little competitive streak turns up and it's like I just got whipped by like 45 year old man right. that <laughs> has no business whipping me in whatever this workout was. Cause he couldn't even tell you what it was. Uh huh. Did so, your wife go with you? So she started the month after. So yeah, I started the first month, which would have been August nine years ago. And then she started the month after. That's awesome. Was that electric city? Yeah, that was electric city. Awesome. So yeah, 10 year anniversary is coming up in October 31st. Fantastic. So you've, were you in the original building? Uh, I was in the original building in that parking garage, but Nick actually opened it in a shed in the backyard. Right. But the first official name was once they moved to that building. Okay. Because they had the parking garage, and then they moved to um, the mechanic place, and then now you guys are downtown. Right. Um, right behind. Well, you guys are sharing a building with Talk Fitness right. and then uh, Electric City Brewing, right? which is always going around to the different CrossFit events. And that's uh, the Pritchards. Yep, I mean, it's pretty so, pretty cool spot. And yeah. Nice layout right there. Yeah, it's nice. It really is. It's uh, it looks like a dungeon because you walk in, you go downstairs to go to the talk fitness parts, and it's all really pretty and showy and everything. It's like business in the front and party in the back kind of deal because you go in the back and it's just it's there. Yeah, I've seen the pictures. Never been to the building though. It looks awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. It's a great space. Yeah, that's cool. All right, let's talk a little bit more about your progression through CrossFit, Caden. Right. So we get through the early teenage years. Um, at what point did you guys, you two, really start working together more one-on-one? Uh, well, actually, it was like a couple of – oh, was it like Tuesday, Wednesday this week? I saw something from two years ago. I had asked him if I, if I could come on in on a Saturday – try and get more muscle up because i was what i was two years ago i was been 13 at the time uh-huh. and we worked on it and we got it i got one i got a couple that day and i guess from there just kept on going so, yeah so with that it's one of those things where like we don't force anybody to do extra programming it's if you want to be competitive show up to class every day be consistent do the class programming it's going to give you the greatest benefit of consistency let alone just the separation of how we program and then from that, that's all he did. It was just class programming, yeah. even up to this year's yeah. open. There was mm-hmm. nothing extra. So, Caden, let me ask you this because I, I, I've, I've seen – we talked a little bit about this before. Yeah. There's not a lot of teenage divisions in the upstate world of CrossFit no. competitions. So how many competitions would you say that you've done in the men's division? Uh, two or three. Well, Santa series and then the Y throwdown, the two that I can think of. And how many? And what was what was your finishes in those? The Y throwdown, we won that division. Me and my other friend that go, he's in my grade. Right. We were in intermediate or open division. Right. Open. I think that was what a year ago now. Yep. And then Santa series. Don't know what our place was with that with that one. But that was with the men. Yeah, yeah he was competing yeah, with the men. I mean, yeah. it, it's it's amazing. Like it's amazing to see what he's done. Yeah, like I've got pictures probably when he was thirteen, <laughs> um, and now I've got pictures when he was at Santa Series. I've got pictures when he was at AYMCA, and so it, it's it is it is really neat to see that progression. Um, all I did was press a button, but you guys are doing all the work. But all right, so I'm curious: at what point did you think that you were kind of taking it to the next level? And then, Colin, at what point do you think? he was starting to take it to the next level. I want to know if it's about the same time or not. Well, 
we're talking about for the games, I didn't know until the Open this year. Like, I did so I did online, I competed or did the Open when I was 13. Uh-huh. And I made online qualifiers. I was, I had to make top 200. I made 192nd. And I was right there. Yeah. And I did online qualifiers. I'm like, so it was, this would have been last year, the year after that. I went into them like, I don't know what I'm in place. But so I ended up going into the Open and like, first one was my first work I placed 60th I think and then my scores kept on going down I think I ended up 16th at the end of the open and then I guess that's when I realized I could I could go that's awesome yeah did you think he was capable of it prior to the open uh, prior to the open yeah to be honest it's one of those where you don't want to get too excited you're not going to reveal too much but the fact that at 14 he made the age group qualifier for 14 15 even knowing, obviously, development, that age group is super tough because a year between 14 and 15, you're talking how much body mass, how much strength, how much movement, and just experience, just let alone. Mm-hmm. So with that, coming into the year, it was he was super consistent over the course of the next year. Quarantine, obviously working out at home, doing that whole thing, but coming out of it, the growth spurt, the body weight being put on, and on top of just coming to class every day, it was like you got a chance to be able to do things because essentially in his age group, you take the elite, female weight and that's going to be what male 14 15 does mm-hmm. and so every time he comes in it's like hey where are your scores compared to madeline and like mm-hmm. legitimately that was kind of a little bit of a test for me to just kind of see where he was every time because they just get super competitive and then at that point it was just back and forth so leading into the open it's like all right let's go let's see what happens here who knows how many are going to sign up who knows what's going to be different this year but yeah, yeah going in that first week it's like okay let's see what happens we need to record everything that's awesome. So we get to the open. What was your favorite open workout? Ooh. And w- be prior to that, what did you think about the announcement to it being three weeks instead of five weeks? Well, for me, I know since I'm more consistent, five weeks would have been better for me. But so three weeks wasn't good. And then my favorite one, ooh, I don't know. Well, probably the last one, bar muscle up, all the stuff on the rig. Mm-hmm. And the lift, that one, 21.3 and 21.4, those were fun. Did that one go best for you, too? I don't think so. I don't think so. He tore real bad. Yeah. And going into muscle-ups. I mean, it was one of those words. He could finish it. He would have had time, and it was such a bad tear. It's like, hey, here's some tape. Tape your hand up. You got to do a lift. Like, (laughs) we got to go. (laughs) Yeah. Those were rough. Awesome. All right. Well, let's get a little bit more background on you, Caden. All right. Um, tell us a little bit about your your family. I know your mom's sitting out there yep, playing on is. her phone. You have an older uh-huh. sister, correct? Yep, she just went off to college. Oh, okay. Yep. So is it just the two of you guys? It is. Yeah. Fantastic. What's yep. her name? Caden Myers. No, her name. Oh, her name. <laughs> Dakota. I know your name. <laughs> Dakota. Cool. Where'd she go off to? SCAD in Savannah, Georgia. Really? Yeah. That's cool. I had uh, never even heard of SCAD and we got married in Savannah, my wife and I. Never yeah. even heard of SCAD until we went down there for that. Yeah. But it's pretty prestigious. It's, it's a nice place. That's awesome. Have uh-huh. you been able to get down there and visit her? Not yet, no. Cool. She will be coming up in like a month back so did, up here. <laughs> did she start CrossFit with you when you started? No, she didn't start when I started, but she did for about a month or two when I was in the adult class sometime. Yeah, but, yeah. so she jumped in. She was in that teeny class that we talked about. Oh, that yeah. Basically before class, but older than the kid fit section. She was, she was with us for a little bit. Yeah. And what about your mom? Yep, she started just about a year ago now, this time. What took her so long? Well, she did. A, she went to burn boot camp, which like 
different fitness place. Ah, and yeah. And we finally convinced her to come to CrossFit. She didn't want anything with, like, a barbell because it was, like, all, like, cardio and stuff. But we finally convinced her to, and now well, she does every day. How did you How did you end up convincing her to come on over Ooh. to the dark side? <laughs> uh, I don't know, honestly. I was probably a lot of everyone else. Oh, yeah. So on our end, it was one of those where, obviously, we've known Caden forever uh-huh. at this point. And we know Amy forever because it was always be dr- come up, drop off, hang out, talk a little bit. It's like, hey, why don't you come in on a Saturday class? Just the random invite. And it was always, no, no, not, no, I'm going to go over here for today. Just mm-hmm. always. And then she got in once. And then once she started coming in, everybody kind of just put that little bird into her ear and just, uh-huh. hey, this is what we want to try and get you in. And then yeah. just over time, she just made the switch. That's cool. So she's uh-huh. been there for a year. What's it like working out with your mom? It's cool. So... She works out with me at 4.30. Uh-huh. And yeah, it's fun. It's cool seeing her, like, get new movements, like, all the time now. It's awesome. Are you coaching her up? No. <laughs> not me. <laughs> you're not telling your mom, hey, no, you're not doing that right. <laughs> yeah. no. Make sure you use hook grip, you know? <laughs> She's like, yeah, you know that favorite thing you like from the grocery store? You're not getting it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Speaking of grocery store, all right, now that you are a high-level teen CrossFit athlete, are you focused on your nutrition at all, or are you still eating pizza and hamburgers? Uh, no, I I eat clean and a lot of it. Okay, when did that start? You're a 15-year-old boy. Um, when me and Kevin were 15, I think eating clean was probably farthest from our mind. So just the fact that you're 15 and you're committed that to that part. Yeah, exactly. That's true. Just that you're 15 and committed to that part says a lot about you. So when did that part start? Pretty sure I started meal prepping chicken and sweet potatoes in eighth grade. Really? Which would have been two years ago. Wow. Yeah. So you're that kid, like you would like take your lunch to school uh-huh. and your kids would look at your friends yeah. and be like, what are you eating? Chicken and sweet potatoes. Uh-huh. That's awesome. I get a lot of weird looks now. So I got a massive thermos I take to school. It's like almost 50 ounces. And I got a whole bag of rice in the bottom, a bunch of shredded chicken. I got chicken sausage in there and sweet potatoes. That's yeah. awesome, dude. Every so day. Good. Every day. Good for you. Thank you. I'm so proud of you. That's great. So, so are you eating only one time, or are you like eating all during the day? Well, I got my snack in between my first and second class, and lunch, or I take a protein shake and a Yeti ball yeah. to school, and I take my, eat my lunch after that, and then if I can get in a snack after that, I will. So I'm just thinking about how it was when we were in high school. Right. You just went to class. You didn't get to eat, drink, or nothing until it was like lunchtime. Mm-hmm. Do you guys like just take your Yeti bottle with you in the class and just drink there. And well, you're supposed to have like a clear container. Like, you don't have water, but no one cares. Like the teachers don't say anything, but yeah, I should throw it in my book bag. and I'll have it like in between class. That's crazy. I mean, seriously, yeah. think about that. This is like the ongoing joke we've had for years. Uh-huh. Like <laughs> yeah. seriously, eighth grade, freshman, sophomore, like who do you know that ever took their own lunch, let alone like meal prep eat. It's super clean. Like we've never really had to say anything food wise. I've, I've Besides, never you heard need to eat more. Yeah. Like eat yeah. all it is. Yeah. I've never, that would have been unheard of when we were in high school. I always, teacher would always tell us, if you're going to bring one, you got to bring one for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's so funny, dude. I started a uh, public school in eighth grade. And prior to that I had, dude, I've done everything over the, under the sun i did private school i did i was homeschooled one year i went to charter school and then i went to public school so i did it all eighth grade was my first public school experience and so the three 
prior, you know, being private, homeschool, and charter, you bring your lunch to school or you just eat it at home. I was homeschooled for one year. That was like second grade, so I barely remember that. Um, so my mom had always packed me peanut butter and jelly and like a banana and, you know, just normal stuff. I remember going to lunch for the first day in eighth grade at public school and seeing these kids with literally two liter Mountain Dews, <laughs> bags of cookies. And I didn't even think that was possible that you could eat that for lunch. And I was like, did your mom let you bring that? You're like, no, I just bought it right over there. I was like, you kidding me? <laughs> but that's really cool, dude. That's awesome yeah. that you're doing that. So what do your friends say about that? Oh, yeah. Oh, so a lot of people ask if it's my water, my big thermos. Like, oh, is that your water? I know, it's my food. <laughs> but then, um, yeah. So you've yet I'm... to have high school pizza? Ha- no. Well, I've had it before. Okay. But it's... Kevin, I swear, the high school pizza at your high school must have been amazing, because I swear you've mentioned it was that a, It was the rectangle pizza. <laughs> They're small in there. Yeah. It was the rectangle. It was the sheet pizza. The sheet pizza. That's yeah. good. That's cool. So um, you're not playing any other high school sports under the other than CrossFit? Correct. Do you have any friends from go to TL Hanna? Um, any friends from TL Hanna that are doing CrossFit with you at all? Yeah, the one that I did the Y throwdown with. Well, he doesn't like only do CrossFit. He does like football and everything. But he does CrossFit like on the side. And Sienna, the same one in my classes, she does it uh, as well. And I think that's about it that I know of that goes to Hanna. Now, have you ever had like the want to play another sport? Kinda. So Brian Cheek, he coaches javelin, and he wanted me to get start doing javelin for hannah for the track and, team yeah okay and that almost happened kind of but it was been hard with crossfit to do it's a lot of torque on your shoulder yeah and it hits so let me ask you guys both this um and i talked to, i have a friend of mine that goes to hannah too she's a freshman this year all right and i and i asked her i said because she plays lacrosse and i asked her i said so she has like gym one and she was explaining to me because she missed out on gym three and I was like, all right. I said, so what do you guys do? Because when we went to high school, we didn't have we didn't have specific sports yeah. training for your team or whatever. So do they, in your opinion, do you think they should do some form of CrossFit in high school? Oh, well, obviously, I think it would be great. Right. But so it's like the gym one you were talking about. Right. Everyone has to take a gym class. Okay. And if you play a sport, you can take gym three, which is weightlifting. Right. So they would let me take a do gym three because I didn't play sport for Hannah. So I'd take the gym one, and it was like just playing basketball the whole time and like random stuff. Right. Yeah. So when it's like gym three and you're doing like weightlifting, do you actually have a physical coach there, and they like write it out on the board? We're gonna do, you know, five rounds of bench press at whatever your max weight is, and then back squat, and then leg day with that kind of stuff. I have no idea because I didn't take it. But okay. That's what I hear is it's. That's kind of what it is. Hmm. Yeah. Colin, what do you think about it? I mean, would you think that CrossFit would be a great addition to a high school course as far as like maybe make it mid-gym one? Yeah, I think it's one of those where obviously there are schools that are incorporating it. I think Mm -hmm. it's awesome. Like to me personally, thinking back to that age range, kind of the weight room mentality that we had sports-wise compared to where it is now. I mean, shoot, you're talking 20 years ago or more. Right. Mm -hmm. At that point, it's like, hey, go squat that weight. It's like, no one's telling you how low, what's the form, what weight to do, let alone knowing probably how much was on the bar. It's right. like, hey, go lift. So yeah. nobody knew what we were doing at that time. But now at this point where it's talking legitimately, kind of taking it back to that just functional movement of, hey, how can you move your body in space? 
and like protecting the least movement as you're going through that. I think it's awesome. I also think like the gym three thing in reality, I think it's okay. Mm-hmm. I thought it was funny when they said that they wouldn't let them in only for the fact of like, Hey, we qualify this is where we're at. It'd be something to be able to add accessories where it's like, Hey, it's going to be traditional powerlifting, right? And it's going to be sport specific, most likely to all sports. You're going to see cleans. You're going to see bench press, back squat, deadlifts, hex bar, all that stuff, which will help translate. But at the same point, it's like, well, we're going to keep it sport specific. So I think if you do that, just have different programs right. within mm-hmm. that. So it's like gym one, gym two, gym three, choose your pick. Gym one could be traditional. Like he's talking about basketball, just volleyball, learn the basics of sport. And then gym two could be a CrossFit style. Gym three could be your sport specific. Hmm. So you can kind of just have a detailed idea of where you don't want to go with it and just get into a loophole. See if you like it. Now, are you a freshman this year or a sophomore? Sophomore. Okay. Yep. And so they, your school realizes that you went to the CrossFit games. Yes. And I, they still stuck you in gym one. Well, the, I did take that my freshman year oh, okay. so last year. All right. But, yeah. So <laughs> did you just said the high school like knew that you went to the CrossFit games. Was that like a big deal? Did the high school hype you up? Did they did they say anything or like what did the kids Kaden say about it? Or did Meyer. do a lot of the kids know you as the CrossFit kid or, or what? Yes and no. Like well most of my all my friends know about it obviously. But then like outside of that, a lot of people know I do it. Don't know like how competitive I am with it. And then like so we were at the games, I think it was like the day before last and so, well, back to my last year of school, we asked the principal because, like, I finished my all my testing, like, two weeks before school ended. So we asked if I could just, like, take off and, like, go do all my work online. So I come to the gym and start training. And he's like, yeah, I go for it. And, I mean, it wasn't like we weren't doing anything anyway. So he knew I did that. And, like, he, he's my principal, he said he looked it up, like, what it was, like, the CrossFit games and everything. Super cool. And then it's like we were at the games this year, and he had messaged my mom saying that he was watching or was going to watch on the last day. And then I got to school. I talked with him a little bit about it. Super nice. And one of the assistant principals, he put, or he had me email some like pictures and information to him, and he put together some little thing that they put on their website. Really? But they've yet to have a prep rally for you, though. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They need to <laughs> exactly get off the bus, have the cheerleaders have there. Have a cheerleader for you. tunnel coming yeah, in. Make it a big deal. That's cool. That was one of my questions, actually. So before I ask that one, let's talk a little bit about the CrossFit Games experience, though. What was it like going to Madison and, um, you know, being a part of the Noble CrossFit Games, getting your picture taken, getting all the, the stuff? What was all that like? It was awesome. When we got there, like, I didn't know any of the kids. Well, so I knew one of the kids, but that was it. Like, I'd seen them. I follow them on Instagram, so it's like, know who they are and stuff. But getting there is real. We stood there in like an hour just to get like back to the clothes area. And it was just like no one was really talking much. And we got back there the where they had the little like, what were they? It was like the Noble locker room yeah, where you got that, all the Noble gear. Oh, that was awesome. The, all the stuff they had back there and the setup, it was so cool. So at that point... Is there just one big locker room and then they just kind of tear it down from the elite and then put the teenage stuff in there and then you go back there and get the teenage stuff? Is that how it worked? Or was there a separate locker room for each division? Right. So they had the one main locker room Uh and they just had different registration times. So basically teens came in and then all the master's age groups came in. And then the following days would be the elite individuals once all the masters and elite athletes were gone. And then the teams were, I think, the last ones to come in. Pretty sure. All right, cool. So you walk in there and you get your gear, you get your picture, 
you start making friends right away or were you like kind of mean mean mugging people <laughs> <laughs> well no after we got in the locker room it's like you didn't really see anyone uh, after that because you didn't get pictures and all that stuff but it was like the next day when we get back there we get crowd when you start talking to everyone making friends they were all super cool that's awesome uh-huh. so what was your setup like for the for the entire week did you guys rent like an airbnb did you guys stay in a hotel were you guys together colin i'm assuming you went with him correct mm-hmm. yeah and did your mother go with you as well she did okay yeah. so it was the three of you guys together basically was there anybody else in your entourage yeah so my wife came and then we had a couple of people from the gym that came up with us too so yeah. we had a good group that was up there uh but we ended up finding the hotel pretty early and we're, the biggest thing was for how clean he already ate I was like, let's control what you're eating. So mm-hmm. we just had to find a room that had a kitchen in it. Yeah. So okay, we stayed cool. basically in a stay bridge suite, which you can make your food every breakfast. Yeah. Make it super clean if we want to take it on site, especially when you're training. And then after that, it was like, all right, we're just staying here for the rest of the time. That's cool. That's cool. So who was your – we asked um, JR when I had him on a couple of weeks about his CrossFit experience, who, like, his point man was throughout the, throughout the entire week, right? Like, who was the guy – giving you your water or your snacks or whatever. Was that Colin? Yeah. That's cool. So Colin, what was that like? What was it like being kind of that sideline coach? Although JR said the coaches were kind of separated. You can, yeah. There wasn't much communication. Right. Yeah. So it was a little bit different than what some of the previous sanctionals and like semifinal, I guess, events, like these big events that we've done in the past with Allison, where like the training hall, everybody's in the training hall. It's massive. It's awesome. There's so much equipment, mm-hmm. but then everybody's fighting for the same equipment because we're all basically going out to do the same workout. So with that, my one of my main goals just from experience with that and Allison was, hey, I don't want him to think about anything. Mm-hmm. Legitimately, it's like, hey, show up. This is what we're doing. If you want to eat, this is when we need to eat prior to the food, prior to your heat. This is how much time we need to leeway to be able to before going to the corral. When you're in the corral, hey, just make sure we're doing these things to stay loose before going to the floor. And, of course, we talked game plan, and game plan was always mixed in. But the big thing was it's like make him think about as little as possible. But as far as like the coach separation, like JR was talking about, mm-hmm. I mean, it was absolutely there. But it's a little bit different for his age because they wanted a guardian on site. So okay. it was like you can be a yeah. coach or a guardian. So we got a little more access than most coaches did. But it was still when he got corralled in the training area, they would corral all the 14, 15s, male and female, and then they'd have one full group take them out to where they're going to be stationed before going to the floor. And so at that point, we had to go all the way out, exit, and then re-enter the venue through like the main gates. And then we were just another spectator in the crowd mm-hmm. until you got into the stadium itself. So in the stadium, we can go down. There's a warm-up area underneath that we can go down to. Yep. But once you we went out to the floor, we had to go back up in the seats. How nervous were you the first time you left you alone? Actually, wasn't. I don't think it was that bad. No, we're like, because we're, we're with all the other teams in my age group, and we start talking, being friends and stuff, and then take us back to like the backstage area, which the first event was that run, and we were back there for what like two hours because they had a rain delay, right? And then like another one, so it had like it'd been like two hours since I had been back in the training hall, I mean. We were all like starving. <laughs> it was so bad. And nobody was like warm at all going into that. But yeah, we, it wasn't, I, it was weird because I wasn't that nervous. Yeah. I was expecting to be. But yeah, it was good. That's kind of funny, right? Like you're here in Anderson, you know, there's, you don't have too many friends that are kind of doing what you're doing or, you know, friends that really understand or that you talk to or co- consistently work out with all the time. 
And then all of a sudden you're thrown into the CrossFit games with other 14 and 15 year old boys. And you're like, maybe these are my people. Uh Like, yeah, this is what it's all about. So yeah, maybe that would help with the nerves a little bit, you know, finally people you can relate to. Yeah, exactly. That's cool, man. Uh Yeah. So what is it like? Let me ask you this. Sorry. No, that's fine. (laughs) So what is it like having Colin as a coach? I mean, obviously he's been there before. So he's got that wealth of knowledge. He knows how it's going to basically run. He's basically your corner man yep. in boxing. He knows he knows how to take the pressure off of you. How does that feel towards you? I mean, it's great because all I have to worry about is working out. Like, he does all the programming. He tells me what to do. It's like when we were there, it's just like I don't have to worry about anything except for doing good. Colin, has there ever come a time where he's told you no to something? Uh, not at this point. I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting on the day. It's one of those where you can pretty much tell him anything. Right. And at this point, he would do it. It's like, hey, let's go uh, load you up a 50-pound ruck and then take a 100-pound sled for a mile run. And it's like, okay. Like, no question. It's like, all right, let's just go do it. So with that, that is definitely one of those things where it's one of those like, all right, where are we at training-wise? You do your background. You do your checks. You do all of the research you need to do as far as programming wise. But then there was really a lot of detail in how we led up to the games. Have you had any parents come to you because of your experience with Allison and now with him, as far as being coached for their children, children, uh, not individually. Again, Anderson, the electric city has a right. ton of obviously prime athletes, but it's one of those where <laughs> to be specific for CrossFit, kind of right. how he came up, like the group that he was with in that teen class, Every one of them, if we go back and really think about it, minus the one that's actually stayed with us, has probably gone on to high school sport. Okay. Yeah. So with that, it's like the interest level has kind of changed. But we see a lot of kids from AU coming in now. Right. And so with AU, it's like if they've had high school experience where they were from, we've had a few come in being like, hey, yeah, I saw Kane and went to the games, and they just knew everything the first day they walked in. Now, do you see uh, – and, and this is not uh, nothing against you or anything, but – do you dread the day that there's a possibility where he does tell you no to something? No, honestly, the biggest thing, it's I want to know where everybody's at. So right. regardless of who the athletes are, it's like we don't program. When I say we, I don't program out a week in advance. Okay. Legitimately, I program tomorrow for class, which I tell my athletes, I want you to do in class no matter what. That's the priority. If you can't do anything else, do class. Show up, be part of the community, and just make it the fun that CrossFit should be, right? So with that, everything else is built before or after, but you got to do class. But then if he comes up and says no to something, it's like, hey, I want to know why. Like, Mm -hmm. what's the deal? What's going on? Is it a nagging back? Is it an injury? Is it something we need to know about? Because, yeah, we need that input. So I don't want anybody to be afraid to say no or say, hey, yeah, I just can't do it. Hmm. That's really cool. So we had, uh, I believe it was Tommy Tommy Marquez that said that. You asked the question, what keeps this sport the way it is to the point where these elite people are still heavily involved with the community and his answer was for these athletes to stay involved with their local affiliate so i think that's awesome that you make even some of these folks who are doing extra programming go ahead and still and you program the class to their capability which is says a lot about your programming too i think that's how it should be you should be able to program to the best person in the gym and then scale from there Right. Yeah. And that's always been the biggest thing because we've done our own programming at Electric City from day one. And the biggest thing, it's changed over time. We've had a ton of different avenues where people have different sections of athlete fitness and wellness as far as just what priority you want. But in reality, it's like, yeah, we're going to program for if Rich Froning, Matt Frazier, and everybody walks in the gym, 
we still want them to have a challenge to not worry about. But at the same time, coaching wise, I put it back on our coaches saying, Hey, if we have brand new day one, never touch the barbell, do you know how to scale them appropriately and present that within the class to be able to say, Hey, everybody can work out together and still do this workout. We just have to modify it for everybody. Hey guys, we're going to take a break to thank our sponsors for today's episode. We're going to start off with CrossFit Greer. If you're living in the Greer area and are interested in getting started in CrossFit, go ahead and look up CrossFit Greer. Jen and Reagan Green are the owners there. If you mention the Apogee podcast to them, they will give you 10% off your first month's membership fees. I would also like to thank Blitz Belts and Chris Kane for their continued support of the show. So be sure to use their 15% off coupon code at checkout. That's Apogee, all caps. That gets you, the listener, 15% off at checkout at Blitz Belts on your custom order. I want to thank GoTape for being our new sponsor. GoTape has committed its brand to providing the best in athletic tape. They are the standard for CrossFit tape, scary sticky. Now they are providing the best in KT tape. So at checkout, be sure to get your 25% off your wholesale purchase. Use the coupon code Apogee at checkout. Finally, if you guys would like to become an invested friend of the show and are interested in supporting the show directly, go to anchor.fm slash Podcast and click on the support tab. We love bringing you guys awesome content each week. So be sure to subscribe to the podcast, drop a review, and let us know how we're doing. Caden, what are you what are your what are your plans? What do you, I mean, where do you see yourself? I don't know, three years, five years, 10 years down the road. I mean, is this something you plan to stick with? I mean, yeah, I mean, I want to stick with it for as, right. like, as long as possible, but I mean, definitely want to try to go to the games again sometime. Like, like I mean, six, we had, like, I, I don't mean to, like we had Jackson and, and Zach on here and they're, they're kind of sort of in your same vein too. They've kind of grown up with it, you know, and like it's, but it, you were saying you want to keep going to the games and stuff. I would love to go again. 16, 17, mm-hmm. like I've got what two years of this year. I age up to 16, 17. I'll have the year after, and I mean, I just, who doesn't want to go? Like, you know. So, do you look at it as like any other sport, like baseball, football, CrossFit, swimming? Yeah, I mean, the only thing different is like I'm by myself compared to being with a team, as in like baseball and all that stuff is. Right. Yeah. Do you ever yeah. see yourself? Um, do you plan to go to college? Is yeah. that is that going to be a thing? Are you going to try to stick around here, do you think, and go to college? Yeah, that's what um, – so I want to go into engineering, I think, some type. And um, it's like Clemson, I know, has really good engineering. Yeah. Which would be great because, like, I'm going to be right down the road, still go to Electric City. There you go. And I'll be, it'll be great. That's so, cool. That would kind of be the goal. It's interesting. So I knew that, obviously, you guys were coming on. We planned this, I don't know, a couple months ago, like right after the CrossFit Games. And I was thinking about it today, and I was like, athlete-coach relationships. What is there any type of like similarities, or you know, you look at some of these athletes like Tia or um, Justin Menderos, and then you look at their coach, right? Like Tia's coach is her husband Shane. Um, Justin, he's had a long-standing relationship with his coach, and it seems like they're almost like brothers right like they have a they lived together at one point and knowing the little history i knew about you two it looked like from an outsider looking in colin is very much like a father figure in your life and i feel like that dynamic just seems to work you know when you see 
some of these athletes going off to these training camps and they're training with a bunch of other people and they don't really have that relationship with the coach. Like, talk about that, Colin. Do you think having a relationship like what you have is is pretty ideal, especially for individual athletes like in CrossFit? Yeah, and I think that's one of the things where obviously we've seen success. We've got a lot of really good athletes that have come through Electric City. So with that, regardless of whether it's Allison, Brian, Madeline, even Caden, it's one of those where we all have relationships with each other. Mm-hmm. But in reality, from the coaching side of it, it's one of those where it's like, yeah, you got to develop that bond. And it's like, yes, you can do external programming, do it in the gym, doing your own thing. And nobody would like that doesn't rub anybody wrong, especially me, if you want to do that. But at the same point, it's like, what's the gym? And to me, the priority is it's like, hey, this is the community. So we're going to build the relationships. And if the fitness comes, it's like, awesome. We've got that base to be able to work off of. So if the day comes where he says no, it's like, all right, cool. Let's talk about it. Not, oh, dang, my feelings are going to be hurt. Like, nah, I can't train here. Go do something else. Or just right. the relationship breaks. It's like, hey, let's just build a relationship because that's the priority. Yep. It's like, in reality, especially being his age, it's like, look, he can be doing a lot of other things. But at the same point, it's like, because he's putting all of that focus on this and his mom, how awesome she is. And like, hey, we trust the gym with our son, especially from 11. It's like, all right, cool. That's a lot of pressure. But at the same point, you build a relationship. She comes on. I also feel like that's part of it, too. Mm-hmm. I think it's amazing. I, I think it's amazing for the simple fact that growing up, it was either baseball or football. You'd start playing baseball at a young age. You'd start playing football at a young age. And so you were always immersed in that. You may not have always had the same coach because they would hand you off as you aged up. But you guys are in a great position, you know, a lot like how the Chinese sports do it. You know, they get their Chinese weightlifting coaches. They start them in as kids, and they don't do nothing but lift weights until they are till they age out or if they don't make the Olympics or whatever. You guys are kind of sort of in the same boat in a roundabout way. You know, he knows what your limits are right now. He yep. know, You know what your limits are. You know his coaching, you know what drives him and how he's going to be. And I just – I think really honestly and truly the sky's a limit for you guys. I really do. Yeah. So I mean, that's just a statement. But, I mean, that's yeah. how I see it outside looking in. I mean, it's you, know, well, yeah. you guys no, are great. I definitely appreciate it. Yeah, it's one of those where, again, I think it's – I think the same thing. It's like the level of change, let alone after this whole year, just thinking back, the year's been wild. Like, in reality, you start – the Open's moved back to the original date. It's like awesome. He's still in school. We're not doing any extra training. He qualifies for the age group. Then at that point, it's like, all right, cool. Yeah, let's start adding a few pieces. Let's start fixing a few movements. And then it's like, bang, you make the CrossFit Games. And then with that, you're like, whoa, awesome. All right, now we need to really start training. Like, these are things we got to focus on. So, I mean, that dynamic, it definitely just kind of secures that bond as far as what we were going to, what the goal was, and obviously just kind of having the same aim. I'll say this for Caden, too. Uh, You know, we were at the midnight flight. We were talking and everything. Caden's just standing there. Nobody, I mean, they probably know who he is, like you said, or did they know you as the CrossFit kid at your school? And it's like you, you have a sense of, you have a level of maturity that I haven't seen in a lot of kids your age. One thing is, it's not like you're walking around saying, hey, <laughs> hey, I did, you know, you're just Caden. You know, it's like I, I, like I saw you and I said, hey, Caden, I can't remember to talk to you. But then I walked away and it was just kind of like, yeah, it's just Caden. You know, he looked over at me and everybody was like, doing their thing around you and you were just like, eh, just kidding. You know? So, I mean, that, that's kudos to you and your mom. So that's cool, man. So I'm interested. How do you feel like your athlete to coach relationship is? How do you see Colin as a, as a coach? Do you, was my assumption correct? You kind of see him as like a 
father figure. Yeah, he, definitely. He is like a father figure to me. I mean, like, especially over the summer when all we were doing was training, like, hours in the gym together, just messing around, having fun, working out, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Y'all ever hang out outside of the gym? Yeah, when we go uh, mountain biking. Really? <laughs> yeah, that's... <laughs> Oh, yeah, that was a quarantine hobby picked up. Uh-huh. We had a bunch of the guys in the gym just went out and just bought a mountain bike. That's like, awesome. Cool. Can't hang out uh-huh. together in the gym. Let's just go get on the trails. Oh, yeah. That's cool. So That's, That's awesome. So you're going to continue to do that as part of your training? You have to. I mean, there's going to be another ba- a bike event eventually. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, we went out about a month ago, and we got lost. And it's like, all right, Kane, which way do we go? Right, straight, left. Uh-huh. Like, what are we going to do? Yeah. It's like, just lead us out of here. Ended up being like, I don't know, an hour and a half out on the trail. Yeah. We got back to the parking lot. It was good. Yeah. That's awesome. Fun. Yeah. That's awesome. So, Caden, I don't know how many people know, like, your backstory as far as, you know, we keep talking about Colin being a fatherly figure in your life. Um, you know, I know a little bit about your backstory, how your father lost his life, you know, serving our country. Um, do you feel like that was – and that happened when you were very young, right? You don't yeah. remember much of it. Do you feel like – that was something you were missing and you kind of found that in the gym probably for the most part i mean like growing up I, my dad was killed when i was not even three two and a half mm-hmm. he was in the military he was air force for 10 years and um yeah so it's like i had a couple like father-like figures in my life but i mean colin when especially like over the summer creating that bond it's like just really yeah you know what i mean it means a lot to yeah you. That's cool. And Colin, you know, knowing his backstory, talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those where when I know he came into the gym, especially even into the kid fit, uh, we kind of had an idea what the story was. And as he started becoming more ingrained, it was one of those where you just start knowing the family. And all of a sudden it's like, hey, we care. Like, that's kind of the best thing we could say. Hmm. So with that, it's like you just keep involving them. Um, I know we do basically the memorial workout every year. And so we always just make sure that the family's good with it. We talk to Amy, we talk to Caden and Dakota. And it's like, hey, we'd love to do it again. And then with that, obviously, we just make it this great event just to kind of help the family out, just show our support. Um, so with that, yeah, over the time, I mean, it's one of those where, yes, it's hard not to get emotional about it. But at the same time, yeah, I really feel this last year. I mean, just with the games, the open, the online qualifiers, everything. Like, yeah, the bond has been built. And, like, to have any part of as far as being, like, a fatherly figure, yeah, it's a big deal. That's I mean, awesome. I got a seven-year-old, and, I mean, I know what that is personally. So, mm-hmm. with that, just to be able to do anything is great. That's awesome. So, you guys have this memorial workout every year. Is that something that you help program, or is it the same workout every year? It's the same workout every year that, I don't know who made it, but someone made it for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think it was a group that was on one of the bases he was stationed at. I think so. Yeah. yeah. What's the workout? It's a good question. You got this one. <laughs> uh, it's eight rounds. Mm-hmm. There's tire flips mm-hmm. and running, uh, pull ups, lunges. I think. Yep. And then flutter kicks. Yep, flutter yeah. kicks. And then burpees are in there as well. Yeah. Wow. And then you could throw a weight vest on if you want to play yeah. the game. There so you go. this year, you guys are being honored at the Freedom Games. Oh, in yeah. Greenwood, they're they're dedicating it to your dad. How does that? I mean, how does that? I mean, that's awesome. Just knowing like all the support from mm. CrossFit in general, like our gym and then, like all the other gyms I go to and stuff. Or like if I ever like visit any, right? All that just nice. To know that people care and they want to help out. That's awesome. Yeah, 
That's great. Do you know much about your dad's athletic background? How much of your dad did you get? I have no idea about that, actually. <laughs> you should ask question. your mom. I should. Yeah. yeah. I'd be interested. Yeah. It's always fun. I have two boys, so I'm I'm always curious to, like, as they keep getting older and older, you kind of see certain traits come out, and you're like, oh, that's totally Laura, or like, oh, that's me. You know, it's, it's fun uh-huh. to see. So, yeah, you should ask her about that. I, I think that'd be cool. I, I will. Yeah, one of my favorite things when Amy gets in the gym, it's like she can pick things up very quick, mm-hmm. being that it's only been a year. And it's just like, Amy, can't hide an athlete. Like, That's right. Can't hide. <laughs> That's awesome. Very cool. So after coming home from the CrossFit Games, how do you feel like that changed you as a person and an athlete, if at all? I mean, just like the experience in general, it's like I gained a lot of information from like not only like competing and all that stuff, but it's like the mindset of all of that. It's just like you it's hard to describe. You should learn a lot mm-hmm. about it all. So like Kevin said earlier, there's not too many teenage division competitions around here. Um, how are you guys going to kind of incorporate more competition in within the next year? Well, so now I age up to sixteen, seventeen. So all my weights go straight to men's RX. So now I have to, I've been training men's RX weight, so I should go hop in with the men and go compete. Perfect. You got any local competitions that you want to do? Um, well, I throw down, doing, sign up, do that one, do the Freedom Games, probably do Saint Series if they're doing it again this year, and whatever other ones show up. Cool. Yeah. Didn't do you it. say you were going to do the Water Plus <laughs> online qualifier? Oh, yes, I am doing that in less than a month. Nice. Yeah, that's exciting. So what unique skills do you think you have as a person, as an athlete, to be able to juggle all of this at your age? Um, that's a good question. I mean, I like taking on, like, a challenge. Like, mm-hmm. if you give me something to try and, like, figure out, I, mean, I like doing that type of stuff. That's why, like, engineering type of thing. Right. Like, problem solving, all that. So I think that definitely has a big role in that. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, I think anybody that is packing their lunch with chicken and rice and sweet potatoes has a different kind of mindset (laughs) when they're 15 years old. Eight years old doing that. When do you turn 16, did you say? May 28th. Oh, that's coming up, dude. Big sweet 16. Are you get? Is Amy buying you a car? We've been looking, (laughs) uh, but it's just whenever we find something that's... Dude, as long as it has four wheels and it goes, that's, that's all right. that matters, man. My first um, car was my mom's minivan. No joke. It was a 1991 Dodge Caravan. We called it the Black Bear. And it was cool, man, because it was one of those old school ones where um, it had bench seats in the back. So we just took out the middle bench seat, and I would fit like 12 <laughs> kids in there. And I literally drove that thing through my freshman year of college. That's I had awesome. it on campus my freshman year. <laughs> yeah. So let me ask you this real quick. Would you consider yourself a competitive person? You seem really, really laid back. Uh, like nothing bothers you. Would, but when you're in the heat of the moment, would you consider yourself very competitive? Yes, I know. I'd say. Okay. I'm mean, like, it's if I can like pick a person like Madeline. It's like I train with her all summer. Right. It's like we get real competitive with that, just between each other. Like who's gonna win? You know. Who's right. Work out. But at the same time, it's like, like don't care that much mm-hmm. let's just go do my best so was that the mindset when you were at the games and you looked at the other like yeah these are good guys but it, it really boils down to me and the clock uh-huh pretty much okay. it's like because i don't know any like how well they're gonna perform right so i can all i can do is do my best 
So if you're playing checkers with your sister and she's beating you, you're not just going to like shove the checkers on the floor and be like, this is bullshit. I'm out of here. (laughs) 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 That's good, dude. That's good. You're calm and collected. You got a good head on your shoulders. Thank you. That's good. Um, All right, man. What kind of stuff do you like to do outside of CrossFit and school? Fishing. Really? Cool. Fish all day. Love it. It kind of fits your personality, I feel like. Unless you're... So are you a fish off land, or do you have like a little boat that you have, or what? Fish off land for the most part. Mm-hmm. I got to get a car for. Well, I got to get a, like a boat, and then I can get my car, so I can pull the boat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got his priorities right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. boat uh-huh. first, car second. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna be on one of those. You're gonna be that guy who's getting out there at like three in the morning, uh-huh. going eighty miles across the lake. Yeah, That'd eighty miles neat. per hour. Well, they do have the Bassmasters all the time, and. Anderson, though. Yeah. yeah. Not all the time, but they're there a lot. Do you watch it on TV? No. We don't yeah. have cable TV, but. Nobody has cable TV. Yeah. Anymore. No. But, I mean, I'd rather. You don't watch it on YouTube fish. then? Oh, I do. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. I know. It's always funny when somebody, we get uh, in the clinic, the majority of our patients are 40 and older, and they talk about cable TV sometimes. Like, who watches cable TV? <laughs> <laughs> Why do you still pay for that? You know? I still have it. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Because I, I can get everything. Erin's can... at home right now watching her fall Hallmark movies. <laughs> How many channels do you really need? I mean, if you get YouTube TV, it has everything that you need. Yeah, but I like to watch documentaries. So I can sit there and watch the Science Channel, the History Channel. I can watch Discovery Channel. Yeah, but most of those documentaries are on Netflix or Hulu or whatever. But I've already watched them all. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny to me that you still pay for cable. I've, trust me, I've tried not to. Yeah. I tried to do the switch. You just can't get away from it. Well, it's, it's I like the aspect of live TV. It's all live TV. Well, I get that now. But, uh, <laughs> You're just streaming it instead it is of kinda, going it was, through a cable It was line. a very interesting aspect when I woke up one day and I'm looking at YouTube and they started having like YFF on YouTube. Yeah. Then I was kind of like, that's, that's pretty much crazy. It is. Yeah. That's cool. What kind of engineer do you want to be? Uh, I don't know. You don't know? <laughs> no. Haven't thought that far. Yet. Haven't thought that far. Yeah. But you, you do like math. I do. Yeah, math's my favorite subject. Do you play with Legos? I used to mm. all the time. What math are you taking right now? Um, my next semester I'll be taking algebra two. Oh, honors. good deal. Yeah. Y equals mx plus b. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, um, Colin, are you excited about Crucible in a couple weeks? I am. All yeah, right, talk kinda, about that. You're reuniting with your old pal, Allison. Yeah, I always told her it was one of those where, obviously, after baby jacks, whenever you're ready to get back in, I'll partner up. I have yeah. no problem with that. So it was one of those ones where she reached out to me. It was coming up. We knew it was kind of on the radar. And every time, I'm like, yeah, if you want to do it, I'm in. Let's do this. I can't wait. You guys have been a, a great team for a very long time. Oh, dude. So. I remember the first time I saw you guys partner up. In fact, it was the first time I ever saw you work out, and I was like, who is this giant man <laughs> who's doing like 10 muscle-ups in a row? That is amazing. Yeah, no. Talk not, about being a big guy and doing CrossFit That's real what quick. I was going to say. It's one of those where, obviously, like, there needs to be a Clydesdale division, like, just <laughs> straightforward. But in reality, I mean, it's one of those where – you always feel out of place in a CrossFit competition because you're a head taller than everybody else. Yeah, it's like... And so with that, it's like, yeah, the movements are longer. You can make the excuses. We're going to work just as hard. It's the same thing. But yeah, it's definitely one of those where you feel like you have a disadvantage, but I'm not going to trade my size outside of the gym. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Yeah, you're like the definition of a rig shaker. Yeah, big time. That thing moves. It definitely moves. Uh (laughs) I always like to watch him lift. 
Yeah. Like when he when he lifts, he he's all or nothing. If you get a chance to watch Colin lift, is a sight to behold. Well, we're gonna see it at Crucible. I know there's gonna be heavy lift there. Yeah, I have no less expectations from Jr. Yeah, no, okay. it's gonna be great. Um, rapid fire questions. Sure, let's do it. All right, Colin, if you were to program a workout that's gonna put Caden on his ass in ten minutes, what would it be? Oh, it's always echo bike, burpee box jump over. Yeah. <laughs> always, no question. Yeah. It doesn't matter the combo or the reps. Put them together. All right, Caden, same All question right. for you. If you were going to program something for Colin, what would it be? Oh. Double unders and I don't know, running. Dude, yeah. Do you have to order a special rope for yourself? No, not normally. It's, it's like it's uh, – <laughs> I'm not overly sized to the point where I have issue finding shoes. Yeah. And it's the same thing. It's like clothes, ropes, everything. It's like the max capacity. How tall are you? 6'3". Okay. You just seem much bigger. He's a big dude. You are a big dude. All right. Your turn. All right. So, you're at the games. And so, we're not going to talk about teenagers because a lot of listeners probably don't know them. <laughs> right? <laughs> okay. So, you're on even par with everybody. And it's the final workout. And there's four of you. Oh. Who are the other three you're competing against? I'm confused. What's it? Are, are these <laughs> are these anybody in the world? Anybody or? in the world? Oh, so I can like can be competing up against anybody. Yeah, anybody. I mean, any CrossFit athlete, any football player, any. Oh, I mean, whatever. Yeah, I go Matt Frazier since. Okay. See, yeah, see how good he is. <laughs> and I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. Not sure. No. <laughs> I like that about He you. doesn't That's, care, man. He's just looking I like, at the, no, he's I like looking that at about the <laughs> So, it, like, you don't really watch a lot of the competition on TV. I mean, uh, I watch the games. Yeah. And, well, I mean, I kind of watch it this year. We didn't get to watch all of it, but. Let's put it this way. It I lose cool. I lose perspective sometimes of his actual age yeah. because he acts older. We've kind of <laughs> gotten into that. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, we were writing workouts or, like, taking pieces of this and, like, modifying it to kind of just hit a training stimulus during the game's training. And it'd be like, hey, yeah, so we're taking this piece from what was in the games and your teenage event, which would have been like 2016 and this and that. I'm just like, he has no clue what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, like, right. He's like, yeah. The, the age-wise, that was always one of the things where it was just always funny. Where it was like, hey, yeah. yeah, this is what we're training for. This is the stimulus. This is what we're trying to pull. Like, do you remember when he did this in the games? And he's just like, no. <laughs> like, okay, okay. That's hilarious. All right, um, Colin, is there any teenage lingo that you've picked up since coaching Caden? No, not at all. Not at all. No, like mean, you're not, not saying kinda... bet or like no cap or yeah, anything like that. No that's, that's also just not who he is. Like, yeah, that's uh-huh. complete opposite personality, I think. Yeah, all the people at school. Gosh, it's so you, you don't even yeah. understand your friends at school well, then? Like, I understand <laughs> it, but it's like, it's interesting. No, dude, yeah. we have, we get these teenagers and like young 20s in here and it's like a different language. I don't know <laughs> what they're saying. Yeah. I had to look it up the other day. Somebody texted me H, HMU the other day. That's what they texted. And I had to Google what that meant. I had no, it hit me up. You know, I had no idea. Yeah. All right. All right. So we've established that you're a clean eater. Do you have a cheat meal that you go to? I like chicken wings a lot. What is it with chicken I mean, wings? <laughs> we got the air fry and make them. I should go make like 15 of them. That's so good. Chicken wings. Chicken well, it's still, it's protein. Yeah, it is protein. Right. And he's still making it. He's yeah. not going out. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh-huh. 
So no yeah. pizza, no burgers, no nothing like burgers. that. Burgers. I like burgers. Yeah. Where's your burgers. favorite burger from? Ooh. Oh, they're all good. Maddie, Maddie's Patties. Yeah. Is that an Anderson thing? They're so good. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's one of our buddies that's been with the gym for a long time uh-huh. and just spun out, decided he wants to make a burger truck. Mm-hmm. And so he's still just building the foundation of it in the area. So he's been doing little pop-ups and growing for everybody. Oh, awesome. awesome. I need oh to go, gosh, I need so to go see him. It's so good. He used to have yeah. a place downtown called Maddie's. So. All right. Uh, my turn. Um, if you and your mom and your sister were to go on vacation tomorrow and all expenses were paid for, where would you want to go? Well, where would I want to go or like all of us want to go? <laughs> where would you want to go? Probably the beach somewhere. Yeah. Locally was, or like somewhere far away? Like Florida. Yeah. Florida. We like Florida. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Cool. Go fish. Go fish. Yeah. Go fish in Florida. It's uh-huh. a new slogan. Come fish in Florida. <laughs> um, do you play video games? No, I don't. Wow. Good for you, Used man. to play like Super Mario a lot. Yeah. We still do every once in a while, but no. Oh, yeah. Not really. All right. Colin, I have a question for you. Um, being an ex-college football player, D1 college football player, this is a two-part question. One, if you could pick anybody from your Clemson, your best Clemson team year, whatever year that was, freshman through fifth year, um, if you could pick one athlete from that team and say, hey, come do CrossFit with me, and you think they would just completely crush it right now, who would it be? From when I played? Yeah, from when you played. Oh, man, it's really hard. They're obviously freak athletes everywhere. But when you're talking about kind of what the CrossFit demand is, usually you're looking high-skilled players that are not going to be overweight or just massive human beings like myself or bigger. Mm -hmm. It's one of those where typically I'm going to think safety, almost go-to, just because they rangy, they can get everywhere. But, man, I don't know. All right, I mean, well, hey, that's tough. That's really tough. All right, how about this? Do you follow the NFL right now? Yeah. All right, so if you could pick one NFL player and say, hey, you're going to make the exact same salary that you're making right now in CrossFit, so you know they have incentive to do it, who would you want to see come over and do CrossFit? Man, okay. Uh, gosh, it's freaky. So you would want to say Saquon Barkley because he is – the right limb proportion, mm-hmm. but he's almost too thick. So I don't know. Um, who's a Bama quarterback that's at Philly? Jalen Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. Yeah, he'd be the one. Yeah, body type, size, strength. I think that'd kind of be the guy. Yeah, I don't think people realize how tall NFL players are. Well, a lot of them aren't really that tall. I mean, if you're looking at you know um, running backs or even DBs or they're not like suit. I mean, you're on the taller end for an NFL player. Yeah, and I mean, again, some of them, like on the O line, yeah. obviously they're tall, but or the D line, but yeah, but I'm, most I'm, of that skill specific too. I mean, you're looking wide receivers can range from what you would say normal, basically six foot to taller. Yeah, but in reality, it's like yeah, D line O line is going to be huge. Mm-hmm. I would say Odell Beckham. I mean, he's freaky fast. He's light. He's like five ten, five eleven. That would be my choice. But you I, didn't ask me. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have one because I don't watch. All right, go for it. But it would have been maybe Bo Jackson in his prime. Yeah. So 
Um, what what are you listening to right now in your car? Right now in the car? Right now in the car. Whatever is not going on in the gym. Okay. I got to get away from that space in the car. <laughs> All right. So usually it's like Alt Nation on Sirius XM. Okay. Or it's going to be just the weirdest, slowest country you've ever heard. Okay. Caden, what about you? What kind of music you listen to? Country. Country. Yeah. I would expect nothing less. You are like a, you are a Southerner <laughs> through and through. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who's your favorite country artist right now? Chris Stapleton, I think. Ah, of course. He's yeah. an old soul. You're an old soul. He is. Yeah, yeah. You definitely yeah. are. Um, here's a question for you, Colin. Are you going to compete with Chris Bull and take <laughs> the throne at Fittest of the Upstate oh, for Masters Elite? Calling me straight out. Yes. We'll see how the Open goes. Gordon. I'll take one step at a time. Message this guy. He's got to do it. I think I would love to see that matchup. I don't know. We've talked to each other a little bit on social media, and when we went up and did Swamp Rabbit up there, yeah, we always talk about how we need to get together and train. But it's yeah. one of those where just time, timing. So we'll you guys see. are we'll about the happens. same size too. You guys are both rig shakers. Yeah, I would love to see that matchup. That would be a sight to behold. Yes, definitely. Do you think you could have beat him last year? Last year, no, no, no. Okay, no, he was on it last year. Yeah, and I mean the events and kind of the layout of the events. I think it's one of those, obviously, that double under barbell workout with the mm-hmm. shoulders overhead. I think I could catch that that one, but after that, it would just be it'd be tough. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So if you so we've already programmed to put him on his butt. Let's program the opposite way. You want okay. he's going to come in first every time. What's that? What's that look like? Any pull up movement, pull up chest to bar, bar muscle ups. Throw it in there. It's going to happen. There's no question on that. Give him a rower. Give him a wall ball. And it's not that he's tall, but tall for his age, mm-hmm. tall for his group. It's like those movements, but combine the pull-ups in there, there's no question. So, and yeah, rowing, wall balls, pull-ups, chest of bar. So now you're going to program for Colin the same thing. What's he What's he going to go in and kill everybody at? I mean, I could say the same thing with rowing and wall balls. Oh, for like sure. That. Not uh, pull-ups. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and heavy barbell. Yeah. I could see that. Any machine. Any machine. For I'll sure. also take the machines. Uh-huh. Any yeah. time frame. Love them. Uh-huh. Yeah. How does that, uh, how does the uh, ski erg work out for you? Oh, I love that thing. Yeah? Think, yeah, it's turned into <laughs> one of my favorite pieces. Like, it's almost the go-to at yeah. this point. That's yeah. awesome. All right. Um, how much do you weigh, Caden? 165. 165. Yeah. All right. What is, if you could take any Olympic lift, what's your favorite, and then what's your max lift? Okay. Well... So, it used to always be clean and jerk. We used to start working snatches a lot. Snatch might, it might be snatch now. Yeah? Yeah. What are you snatching these days? I hit 185 on Tuesday. Nice, dude. Or Monday. 15 years old. That's awesome. Yeah. First squat snatch. That's great. Thank you. That's tell, amazing. Tell them what you were squat snatching during the age group. Qualifying? Yeah. 115, maybe. <laughs> wow. Okay, so this is a lot of technique. Yeah, so we started, yeah. I mean, I had never squat snatched before, like, this year, the beginning of this year. Mm-hmm. And when we started working it, coming up into the open, and then a bunch into online qualifiers, and then a bunch over this summer. And it's like, I mean, like, it was, I, my max in the middle of June was 160. I had 172 at the games, then 185 this week. So then it's like, it was all technique. So what's that. your clean and jerk at? Last time, it was 225. Jesus. That's great. Yeah. What is your deadlift at? <laughs> Ooh, I don't know my one rep. We did, uh. Three rep yeah, or two three rep? It was a three rep. And day. I got 335. Your back squat? 275. And your bench press? Ooh, I don't know that one. Yeah, we haven't done that one lately. No. <laughs> it's impressive. 
Thank well, you. So one of the annoying things, and he knows already what I'm going to say. <laughs> uh-huh. Legitimately yeah. training someone this age, it's like, oh, cool, 20-pound PR every two weeks. Yeah. And it's like you're talking to people our age. And it's like, I got two pounds in yeah. two years. Like, yeah. this is great. It's amazing, man. It's the nervous system. That's what it yeah. is. You're yeah. training the nervous system. It's funny. Everybody's like, yeah, I got this 20-pound PR in four weeks of training. No, you didn't. You could have <laughs> lifted that weight before. It's just you've got your nervous systems used to having that weight on your back yep. or over your head, and you've worked on your technique. Right. That's Those right. are the, the uh-huh. two things. It's amazing. And, you know, you are a sponge right now physically. So anything that he can throw at you um, to teach you technique or new movements or whatever, you do it because yep. you'll always know how to do it from here on out. That's right. It won't ever leave you. Let me ask yep. you this real quick. If you miss a lift, like snatch per se, are you going to miss it in front of you, or are you going to miss it and go over you? In front, every time. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I missed 185 in front, and then made it the second try. Okay. Why? Why? Ooh. Um, that's a good question. I don't remember. Oh, well, I pulled it early, didn't I? Yeah. It's, it's amazing because, like you were saying about him being a sponge and everything, the reason why I wanted to answer it was like, I would think if like when you're youthful and you're young and you don't think anything is going to break you, you would just basically do it. I, I would be, I would kind of amazed that you miss out front instead of missing and then dump out overhead. Yeah. Cause I've seen people do that. And I'm like, it's amazing to me to watch them do that and them not rip their shoulders out. Right. But they'll go over and they'll, they'll dump it behind them. Yeah. And so that just kind of, it, 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 it's, it's, it's very smart because you know to dump it in front because you're not going to get it. But then if you dump it overhead, I think you'll be more reckless because you're just going to try it anyway, rip yeah. it and grip well, it. Well, you've got to so. have the strength to get it back there first. Yeah. That's the thing. Um, like, this is not even rapid-fire questions no. anymore, but I, I want to keep talking because now I've got more questions. All right. Um, Colin, this is for you. So you've been a, a CrossFit coach for like nine, ten years now, so you're just as well-seasoned as really any coach out there since CrossFit's such like a new sport. Um you know, you see kids start soccer, or basketball, or hockey at five years old. Um, if you were to take a group of kids and really start them young, at what age would you really want to start focusing on us maybe introducing Olympic lifting? What do you What do you think? And what do you say to the the people that say? This is a two-part question. Sorry, I always yeah. do these. No, you're great. Um, what do you say to the people that say? Kids shouldn't be lifting weights. It's going to stunt their growth. Okay, yeah, those are – that second one. That second one's a rabbit hole in itself. Yep. We'll, just, we'll wait for that one. The Olympic lifting aspect of it, obviously most people are way more comfortable teaching cleans. Mm-hmm. So regardless of age, it's like the first Olympic lift people be introduced to is a clean. Mm-hmm. So it's like cleans, yeah, any age. Snatches, we were teaching our five-year-olds how to snatch in our kid-fit class. So in reality, it's one of those where if you're getting into the right program, if you got the right coaches, the right setting, it's like, yeah, absolutely throw it in. But again, as long as you're knowledgeable and you know what you're doing, you're not trying to push the focus on weight. It's like, hey, drill the technique, drill the technique, earn the weight. Then at that point, it's like, yeah, that's absolutely the way to go. Mm -hmm. But again, I think it's one of those where, yes, everybody knows CrossFit gets a bad name because injuries and just push and all that stuff. But in reality, it's like if you do it right and you got the right people around you, and the right people encouraging you, let alone coaching. At that point, it's like you shouldn't have to worry that, about that as much because the form should be the critical part. 100%. And if they're not saying, hey, fix it, and you can't fix it, 
just drop the weight. Yep. Just don't even go up. Yep. I, uh, that's, that's the one thing that people always, you know, I'm as a physical <laughs> therapist, people hear that I'm super involved in the CrossFit community. They're like, wow, that's great. You must get a lot of business from CrossFitters. And I'm like, well, no, I've literally only treated one major injury from CrossFit. And that was just somebody falling off a rig and breaking their wrist. Right. Other than that, I've never had a major injury where somebody had to have surgery and have significant rehabilitation. Um, it's always just like, you know, just like anything else, you need some active recovery, you need some recovery, you might need some dry needling, you might have a muscle twinge here and there, but nobody is seriously injured. And I think that has a lot to do with, especially in this community, the coaches that we have involved in CrossFit and coaching people up or coaching people down and being very aware of what their athletes are capable of doing. So that's a testament to, to you and all the other coaches in the upstate for sure. Um, I just think it's very interesting looking at Caden and looking at, you know, if you looked at Caden right now, I wouldn't be like, wow, he's a CrossFit Games athlete. You know, he's a skinny 15-year-old kid. I would have no idea that you could squat 275. No idea. But I think it's amazing because you're, like I said, kids are a sponge right now at this age and even be, even younger. If you are hammering PVC pipe technique, I just can't wait to see what these five-year-olds in your generation, once they age up into the elite, what kind of weight they're actually moving. I think, I don't think we've seen anything yet. You right. know, I think people are like, oh, Matt Fraser, he's amazing, which he is. But I think this generation who's been around CrossFit since they were like 11, yeah. five and seeing if they stick with it what they're gonna do and plus you're gonna get some of these really good athletes who are playing division one football who are opting out of that to go do crossfit because they love it you know so seeing these top d1 athletes going crossfit instead of you know a traditional sport is going to be really cool to see yeah well, I think it's one of those where if you think about the concept of there's still time for kids to go to college, play an elite sport, Division One, whatever it may be, have an opportunity at pros, but still be able to come out of that and actually still have an opportunity in CrossFit too. Mm -hmm. I think it's why you see the Masters division going crazy, yeah, especially this last year. But yeah, I'm the same way. It's like, what can it do for the sport, let alone just human performance, if you want to call it that? Yeah, definitely. How do you, let me ask you this question, and it kind of hits close home to me. How do you encounter people that have kind of sort of walked away from it but want to go back into it? Like they've been able to do the weights before, but they've like taken a year or two or three off. How do you – how do you – would you go about doing that? <clears throat> yeah, so it's one of those where obviously it's a one-on-one -on -one basis. It's mm -hmm. an individual basis. What was the reason? What was the terms? Are there obviously the obstacles behind it. But within that, it's also one of those where – it's yes, you can get back to where you were prior. Mm. And it's one of those conversations where don't expect it to happen overnight, and that's the hardest part. So usually to me, that's what the conversation leads. It's like, hey, the goal is step one. We gotta build consistency. Regardless, I don't care what the way it is, we gotta get you back in the room. And then we wanna make sure you're not so sore, you can't come back tomorrow. It's like, get four days a week. Put it on the schedule, make the time, make it a habit. And then over the course of the first couple of months, you're going to get right back into it. Mm. But with that, the weights and the movements, knowing, hey, yeah, I used to be able to do bar muscle-ups, and you can barely do a chest-to-bar at this point. It's like, yeah, it's going to come back, but if you take the right steps to get there. And that's usually where you see the drop-off happen, because it's, let me go try that, because I think I can do it today. And if it happens, and it's not close, and it's a tweaked shoulder, then it's a couple weeks out, and then that's just the drop-off of it. Cool. I like it. 
No, I agree with that, what you just said, taking things in steps. I think that's one of the hardest things for people to do. They see somebody like Colin, this massive giant man, doing 10 muscle-ups, and they're like, oh, I, I can do that, and they can't do a strict pull-up. Right. You know? Um, I, I, I've seen that come into the clinic, and, you know, you – you are excited about people's excitement for getting involved in fitness. That's what we all want. But just like anything else, people don't get to certain stages without taking steps. Each rung, you have to hit that rung, and then you get to a certain level. So I think that's cool that you recognize that. Yeah, and I think, again, that's just one of the big things. And I know experience for me has a big factor in that. I've seen a ton of people come in, seen a ton of people go, and then come back in, let alone or just stay with it. And just obviously over time, it turns into really – what's long-term goal mm. and that's it and it's really kind of dependent on age but at the same point it's like look do you want to be able to play with your grandkids yeah awesome yep you don't need to snatch 225 get that out of your head it doesn't matter right like cool what can you do today and how can we improve upon that and like the stuff will come yeah i just i had that conversation with somebody the other day she's young she's like 30 she just started crossfit like three months ago she wanted to try handstand push-ups. She hurt her shoulder. She's like, I'm never doing that again. I was like, and you absolutely don't have to. Like, right. there's no reason for you to do handstand push-ups if you don't want to. That's a skill. It's not functional. Right. We're not walking on our hands. I don't, I'm not going to walk out of my, on my hands out of this room. Um, so if you don't want to do it, that's fine. You can do a uh, shoulder press with dumbbells, you know, whatever. You're still going to get a good workout. You're still going to sweat, you know. So good example. Yeah, it's fitness. It's fitness. Treat it as fitness. Exactly. I think if people, more people saw it as fitness, they might stick with it and get more out of it for sure. Right. Yeah, I can kind of relate to that. You know, I was coming back from a pretty big knee surgery and getting back into it was very daunting because um, going from, you know, barely, not even barely walking and then that first box jump. Yeah, it was just an amazing feeling, but then still that feeling of not being even remotely close to feeling like the athlete you were before can be very emotionally taxing, especially right. when you were very involved in CrossFit before. Well, I agree. Yeah, cool. Um, any other quick random flash questions you want to ask? I don't. I think we're done. I think we're done. All right, awesome. Caden, thank you for coming over, buddy. Yeah, thanks um, for having me. Yeah. Where can they find you on the SoCal Meds? He that? doesn't. He doesn't know the lingo, bro. We already discussed that. <laughs> the social media is Instagram. Oh, uh, Caden Myers 06, I believe. Caden Myers 06. All right, cool. And what about you, Colin? Yep. Uh, appreciate it. Obviously, thanks for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, Barbudo 54. Where did that come from? Uh, it was an old member. It's basically when Instagram started. Someone legit came in every day and was like, "What's up, Barbudo?" And that was it. Huh. And I had no clue what it was. It was just beard. That's and hilarious. I had this mangy, huge beard for a long time. Good for you. Good and we had for to trim you. that out. That's awesome. Well, Caden, um, I think I can speak for the whole CrossFit community um, in the upstate. We were super excited when we found out that you made it to the CrossFit Games. I know that everybody had you on their television when your event was on. It was really cool to watch you. I never met you before, but I was super excited for you. Um, you know, I think what you guys are doing at Electric City is awesome. You guys are our third and fourth guests from Electric City. We had Madeline, and at the time, Allison was there when she was still living in Anderson, and 
they can't speak highly enough about that gym and i know everybody that visits loves it it's a frequent place that i think people drop in when in their when they're in the area so mm. keep it up um excited to see you calling in a couple weeks at crash oh yeah it's gonna be great kaden can't wait to see what you do in the off season and then we'll see you on the open leaderboard sounds good thank you all right yeah you all heard it here apogee podcast mm-hmm.